Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, we have an interview with Channel 10 News anchor, host of Food for Thought, and the announcer for this podcast, Candice Aviles. We will talk behind the scenes newsroom stuff and have a lot of food and restaurant talk as Candice has featured over 50 restaurants on her show. And we have another parody song for you. We We have have a great great show, show, so stick around. I love soup, and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Booyah. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? Booyah Ramen is still open for takeout and delivery. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build your own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later, and I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. And Pacific Counter is still open for delivery and takeout. So we have another parody song for you this week. This song's been a long time in the works. Yes, it started with you. Yes. We, and actually, I had it, what do they, they call it on the iPhone? The um, voice memo. Mm-hmm. And recently, I said, ah, let me clean out some of these old voice memos. So this actually, the date on it was September 2019. Wow. And it was a Sunday, right? We were sitting around at your place. I think so. And you, I, yeah, I don't know how it really happened, but you just came up with like the first verse. Well, I think it all came to me because I get all those car crashes outside of my, my um, condo. And I think I thought it in my head. 
and I actually created that first verse myself before that Sunday, and I, and I remembered it and told it to you. Right. So anybody that is listening that follows Lori's Facebook page will know what we're talking about. Where she lives on 4th Street, there are a lot of accidents, and she usually takes pictures of them and posts them. Postism? Postism. <laughs> it's easy for me to say. <laughs> So. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So the first verse is kind of based on that. Mm-hmm. But we were singing it to the tune of Margaritaville. Right. So then I took over. I wanted to finish the song. But then so the after the first verse, the rest of the song gets more to like, it's about food, funny foodie stuff. Right. So. All right. Here we are with St. Pete Foodiesville. Living on 4th Street Hearing the horns beep All of those commuters Crashing their cars The pup made a poopy She's a dog foodie She eats dum dum now She hasn't a clue Again in St. Pete Foodiesville Searching for my last can of Slim Fast Some people claim that there's a foodie to blame But I know it's nobody's fault I don't know the reason I gained 20 pounds last season Must be all those top 10 lists I had to get out But I'm a real foodie I got a big booty How it got there I haven't a clue away again in St. Pete Foodiesville Searching for my last can of Slim Fast Some people claim that there's a foodie to blame Now I think yeah, could be my fault I blew out my O-ring Ate too many baked beans Popped my button, had to cruise on back home But there's stretchy pants in the dresser And soon I'll surrender I gotta go on a diet or get bigger pants Eating away again in St. Pete Foodiesville Searching for my last can of Slim Fast Some people claim that there's a foodie to blame And I know it's my own damn fault Dang, I got to go on a diet. Beans, beans, good, good for, for your heart. heart. The more, the more you, you eat, eat, the more you fart. The more, the more you, you fart, fart, the better you feel. So eat, eat your beans at every meal. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now, I'm getting takeout from Noble Crust. What? You've never been? No way. Check this out. They do both food from the South and Italian, and they do an amazing job at both. They have some of the best fried chicken, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. The fried green tomatoes are not like anyone else's. They call it the FGBLT, but I think they should call it the OMG, because it has Tabasco honey pork belly and pimento cheese, and it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. Noble Crust also made six of St. Pete Foodie's best of list, best Italian, casual dining, best pizza, 
Bloody Marys, meatballs, and best salads. If Noble Crust is already one of your favorites, then I have good news. They're expanding their service hours. Starting on February 7th, they'll be open for lunch on Fridays. And they'll start opening on Mondays for dinner starting February 10th. As always, on Saturday and Sunday, there's an awesome brunch starting at 10.30, and the deviled eggs are one of my favorites. The St. Pete location is on 4th Street North and 83rd, and they also have locations in Carrollwood and Wesley Chapel. You can check hours and menus at noble-crust.com. Noble Crust is a must for your next lunch, brunch, or dinner. Noble Crust is still open for takeout and delivery. Please welcome Channel 10 news anchor, reporter, host of Food for Thought, golfer and foodie, and the announcer for this show, Candace Aviles. And by this show, he means our show, this podcast. <laughs> welcome, Candace. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's so good to see finally. you. It's so good to be here. Yeah. So episode 87, we finally get to have you on. I'm thrilled. It's such an honor. I love the work you guys do. You inspire me every day. And let's talk foodie stuff. Yeah, likewise. Likewise, yes. So, and most people can probably tell, but we're doing this via Skype. So Candace is actually in Chicago. No, she's back now. Oh, you're back? She's back. Back in Florida. He never tells me anything. (laughs) Never tells me anything. We're we're hashtag social distancing. (laughs) (laughs) So Channel 10 WTSP, that's the local Tampa Bay news station that you are on. So we, we kind of have like a like a local celebrity on today. Oh, you guys are too kind. Too kind. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I think, are originally from Chicago, but you've been all over in your news career. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. So just like you said, from the Midwest, Chicago, um, I actually went to college in Southern California at the University of Southern California. So I spent four to five years in Los Angeles. I stayed a little bit after graduating there. And after I couldn't find work there initially, then I started my local news career. And in local news, you kind of have to send out a, a, your reel, which is just video of you and your work, all throughout the country, ideally to places that you want to live. But it's such a competitive field that I sent out 50 reels, and I only got three responses back. Mm-hmm. And of those wow. three, yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, I, those three led to one offer, and it was in Columbia, Missouri. So I moved there. That's where Mizzou is. And I uh, spent a few years there. And then I went to went back to Los Angeles to freelance, do a few jobs. And then I took a main anchor job in Indianapolis, spent a few years there. And now I'm here in sunny Florida in St. Petersburg. And I'm just thrilled to be here because after being in California, all throughout the Midwest, I never really spent time in the Northeast besides vacationing. I have to say, downtown St. Petersburg is such a hidden treasure. It's such a hidden gem. It's not so hidden anymore. (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. It's already been three years since I've been here. And even when I moved here, it was, it was bubbling, right? So now it's, it's boiling, but it's, I kind of like to relate it to Austin 10 years ago, 10, Mm -hmm. 15 years ago, when it was just being discovered and just starting to simmer and boil. And uh, that's kind of what downtown St. Pete's experiencing. And I love it because it just feels so much more organic and you get to see the true, uh, I like to call them artists, they're chefs, they're local entrepreneurs that are there before all the big conglomerates kind of come in and sweep them out. So I really love experiencing that here in St. Pete. Yeah, totally. There, there's so much creativity in downtown St. Pete between, like you said, artists, chefs, musicians, and and so on. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it and is. It is and we're going to talk about your show in more detail in a little bit later, but I, at one point we were talking in the past and I got the impression that when you were living in downtown St. Pete and just walking around the different restaurants, is that what inspired you to come up with the idea for, for your food show? Yeah, it's, it's such a, it's like a sad, lonely tale in like a funny way because <laughs> I moved down here and I didn't know anyone, right? But I'm, I'm a middle child. I can talk to anyone. I enjoy company. And so I, I started going to restaurants because I, I live just a block off Central. So, of course, I'm walking around everywhere and you get hungry. And there's so many awesome options. So I'd find myself sitting at restaurants, oftentimes alone. Not a bad thing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right. just I'd just strike up a conversation with the waiter or the chef or whether I was sitting at the bar or the bartender and get to know and learn more about the owners, what, what the idea was behind the restaurants. 
And every time I would Google a new place to go to, the, the pictures online would just be awful. They'd be like these grainy old school <laughs> pictures, you know, and I'd be like, this looks awful. But then I'd walk to the place, walk in, and it would be full of life and energy and ambiance and character and flavor that wasn't really uh, shown online. And I was like, I would love, because I, I, I do video. I love video. I love editing video. I love telling a story through visuals. And I just was like, this is a huge opportunity to share the vibrancy, the hidden the hidden gems in downtown St. Pete through video and upload them online so that when people search, whether they're a tourist coming from out of town um, or whether they move here, because we do have a lot of people who are starting to move here as our businesses slowly start to hire more and more people. You know, where do I want to go to eat? Then they see this awesome video of what really actually truly shows Mm -hmm. the restaurant and what it is instead of a nasty grainy picture. And I was like, (laughs) what is this? (laughs) So similar to to us, to St. Petersburg foodies, I mean, kind of happened naturally with you organically and you basically are just celebrating the restaurants and saying hey check out these places you should go to exactly it's as simple as that and if you look at downtown st pete it's a big tourism um, place and and there's restaurants and just like you said earlier there's artists and there's such a cool vibe it's it's not hard to showcase literally even snapping a quick picture as you see on everyone's instagram it just has so much color and vibes to offer that it was, it was, it was easy. I don't want to say it was an easy idea, but when you were there in person, you were just like, oh my gosh, I stumbled into a gold mine of awesome content and totally and sharing it is just something that I enjoy. Totally. That's awesome. So we're going to definitely have a lot more food talk and restaurant talk, but I do want to ask you some channel 10 news stuff. So for example, this morning we were watching channel 10 news, Grant Gilmore, he's the weather guy on in the morning and he's working from home. And actually, they had the news anchor. He's been working from home for a long time because I watch Channel Ten News every day, and he's <laughs> <laughs> and he's been working at home for I want to say at least a month or so, right? Yeah, we've had a transition. So, how, how did they decide who works from home and who comes into the studio? So basically, it came down to two things. Number one, I think it was just trying to. Well, number one is resources, right? How many cameras can we get into people's homes? How many, like, how many remote setups can we physically actually set up for talent? Because ideally, the goal would be to set everyone up remotely so that we can stay at home and be social distancing. So I think that was like the first thing they took into consideration was how much equipment they have to do it. And then really what they started doing was just they picked people to roll out a lot of our anchors, they started there. And then um, a few of our reporters got stay at home sets too. And we, we kind of, it, it was kind of like a <laughs> treasure hunt, <laughs> so to speak, finding cameras at home that you could kind of makeshift, create your own setup at home to, to be able to social distance as well here. But a few anchors still go into the studio because ultimately any local news station, it's always going to be easier to create a product in studio, right? That's what it was originally made to work as. But We've been working with our remote technology for a little over a month now. And it's been such a, it's been so eye-opening because it's, it's a unique solution, right? It's not flaw-proof because you have slow internet speeds, you have things dropping out, or sometimes you'll lose teleprompter. And, you know, it'll be a, a bit glitchy at times. But I think in this wild time that we're, we're kind of navigating through, I think it's a good solution, at least it is, short And term. it's actually quite interesting to watch the glitches. I watched the CBS <laughs> National right after Brightside and, you know, with Gail King and that whole crew. And they, they have a glitch every morning. <laughs> they're, all, they're all working from home, all of them. It's so funny you say that. Everyone is. It's for safety's sake. And you know what I've heard from a lot of viewers and like that, like even my family members who watch Chicago stations or wherever, they actually enjoy seeing who anchors and reporters and all of us are, you know, in our normal element. Like what our <laughs> bedrooms look like. Like if cause I'm in I'm in my guest bedroom right now and we have a bunch of art all over the place because we just we love art. Right now, being on Skype, we're doing a video call. So I, I see you without your makeup on. I see I know. the door behind you. <laughs> yep. but it's a very organic experience. <laughs> but our podcast listeners don't get to see that. So, so that leads me to another question. When you are live in studio, do they have makeup artists there or do you do your own makeup? Oh, man. it's This must be the 
the most commonly asked question I've gotten my entire career. Oh, no way. And the answer has changed because back in the day, decades ago, when TV was still booming, right before the internet came out, really everywhere you worked, you would get a makeup artist. Uh, you'd get someone to at least help touch up with your oil spots because there's a lot of things that go on to kind of that that help improve an appearance on a, on a television screen, whether it's lighting or contouring or, or doing makeup in different ways. But as, as TV, local TV news changed, and I don't want to say as budgets kind of shrunk, but inevitably they did, mm -hmm. just as the internet exploded and avenue revenue, everything changed, right? So I have never in all of my local news experience had a makeup person. And it's such a shame because again, decades ago, years ago, I'm sure people had that experience. And, and man, I'm quite envious, to be honest, but we and at least I have done my makeup the whole time. Um, although I will say, I was there's a few markets like New York, LA and Chicago, those are the top three markets in the nation. They uh, with limited experience that I've had there, I've always had a makeup mm -hmm. artist help with any on camera appearance. So I'm sure there's a select few that offer that service. But for the ones that I have worked with, I haven't had it. And it's such a shame because it'd be so cool to learn their tips and right. tricks. Although we inevitably teach ourselves. Help me uh, remember for next year. Unfortunately, we had to cancel our uh, Foodies Restaurant Awards show, which would have been last Sunday. And you were the host of that. So for next year, we're going to get you hair and makeup. <laughs> That's when you know you've made it and you're really famous. <laughs> if you got hair and makeup, guys. And, you know, another thing I want to go back to, you know, I see Grant Gilmore and you could tell he's in his bedroom or something. There's like the the blinds on the window. He and, used to be in his office. He called it Studio G. And and he's he got oh, he's got the jacket and shirt and tie on and everything. But I have my suspicions that he's not wearing any pants. <laughs> you know okay so i i can't confirm this but what i can confirm for myself is whenever i do a you know an on-camera interview or a zoom call or whatever i'll have like a really nice top on or, or an ink yeah i don't wear dresses anymore so a really nice top on but then i'll still be rocking my pajama yeah. because let's exactly it. they're just so comfy you gotta at least have that so with all the bad news out there with covid-19 again last last week i said on the episode that you know we're not pretending nothing's wrong we're not ignoring it but we want our show to be more of a, a respite from all the harder to take stuff out there so with right. all the bad news out there with covid-19 do you have any good news for us you know there there's two things that have really stuck out to me during this process one of them being with coronavirus happening, it's forced everyone to slow down, right? And no longer can you stay super busy and run around come almost like chickens with our heads mm -hmm. cut off, right? Right. And there's a silver lining there because even with myself, all of a sudden, now that I'm less busy, in a weird way, I feel more connected to my friends and family and people because I've been calling them right. more. Or I've right, been I have texting too. them more. I've been face yeah. I've FaceTimed more. Exactly. And you know that I had coronavirus, right? Yeah, I did. Are you feeling better? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. Good, but good. during that time when I was completely self-isolated without Kevin or my son, I was FaceTiming like every single night with my friends. I've never FaceTimed that much in my entire life. Exactly. It, it's so interesting that, you know, it's, it, you know, I don't want to say you're in a box because you're in a bedroom, but once you're in a box, so to speak, like, you know, you are connecting more on such a deeper level with friends and family. And I, I think that's a really nice thing that's come out of this. People are kind of decluttering everything that is less important, not saying it's not important entirely, but putting more things into perspective and focusing right. on the fewer things that are important in life. Because if, if you kind of peel back all the layers of distraction and busyness and everything, you know, what is what is our life about? It's about connecting with others. You know, it's about finding peace, uh, finding simplicity, finding a purpose. And toilet and, paper. And toilet paper. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Cheers to that, Lori. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, to go along with what you're saying, Candace, something I've definitely noticed, like, every day. Not Well, I don't go out every day. I'm trying to stay in as much as possible. On my occasion, maybe once or twice a week where I go out for some supplies or whatnot, anybody I encounter is, like, extra nice compared to how it used to be. Yes, that would be the second thing I was going to say, the second little silver lining of this. Never before, because I'll go out on walks. I know we're not supposed to go out too often, but maybe like twice a week, I'm like, okay, let me just go on a walk. I'll wear my mask and cover up and whatnot. 
But another silver lining I've seen is people are making eye contact again. Right. right. We right. were losing that eye contact from all generations, all ages. People looking down, looking at their phones, ignoring other humans when when humanity is about, you know, actually connecting. And so I, I was on a walk yesterday and people made eye contact. They nodded. They waved. So I'm from the Midwest. Right. And let's fast forward mm-hmm. two decades ago, two and a half decades ago when I was what, like five, ten people growing up there like they they would do that normally right they would wave at you hi how are you how's your family mm-hmm. how's your mom uh, here's some sugar if you need it just little things that have right. essentially disappeared and we're i mean no one's lending sugar in this time no or nor am i recommending that but it's kind of going back to people are being kinder and more for lack of better words just kind of more organic more of who we're supposed mm-hmm. to be caring and thoughtful and, and empathetic there you go. At least most people. We've heard some bad stories, but yes, yeah. at least most people. I, I've noticed That's, that too. So yeah. this show obviously is pre-recorded and edited. So if we screw up, <laughs> I usually fix it. Sometimes I leave it in if it's really funny, but you do a lot of live TV. <laughs> oh, yes. So have you ever had any embarrassing slip-ups on live TV? Oh my gosh, I have had so many live doozies, I like to call them. (laughs) I mean, wow, let me just get my dictionary out of live doozy events for you really quick. We have, okay, I have had everything from, okay, so like there's just uh, thousands come to mind. But more recently here in Florida, I was doing a story at the state fair with a seal. You know, what can go wrong with a live seal? Uh, You know, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the seal just goes in for a kiss and like whack, you know, and just because that's their it's one of their um, it's one of their tricks. And it was just so funny. But, you know, you have to be able to like not get rattled by these things. (laughs) And if I posted it on my Instagram, if you look, rule number like three in our journalism school is like you never want to move the stick mic away from your interviewee because you'll lose your audio and your interview and during this two minute live interview this seal is like going to town on me and i'm holding this mic (laughs) like not moving it and it is so funny um a few of my journalist friends were like oh my gosh candace you never moved the stick mic you're such a pro but like in a joking way and it was so funny oh my gosh that's more recently but Back in the day when I was just starting out a decade ago, it was, I had this problem where, because nothing goes right all the time, right? Especially for live television, that um, everyone reacts with like problems differently. And for me, I would get this deer in the headlights look, like my eyes would get like (laughs) three times the size that they're normally supposed to be if like something was going wrong or whatever. And so I really had to work on that over the years of if and when something goes wrong, you know, my I keep my eyes cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> um, and then now, now you know. One, sorry, I have like thousands of these. We're gonna. You're like in your head going, keep your eyes normal, keep my eyes normal. I know, right? Is uh, this one time? This is my first job again. Uh, the best ones are when I first started because like everything's just so raw. And um, I was, I was, uh, I had driven to the wrong address for a live hit, and it was a super small town, so everything's three minutes away. So I. I drove to the the right place and um, I have my my earpiece in so I can hear how much time I have away from my live hit. And I am like, it was like 30 seconds out or 40 seconds out and I had to run to make it to where my cameraman was set up. Oh no, then you're going to be out of breath. Oh, I didn't think that far ahead, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I just sprinted. I get there, I grab the mic, I'm standing there. And then just like you said, I got like the first seven words out like, hey, guys, I just got to the scene. Here's what I can see. And then like I couldn't breathe. So then I I, I just talking. (laughs) Because like, I don't know if anyone's ever just did a dead sprint and then stopped and tried to give a monologue for two minutes straight. (laughs) It's a nightmare. And so, um, but thank goodness I had a, a good producer and props to them. They could tell that I was like borderline cardiac arrest. <laughs> take the sound bite, take the sound bite. So then they rolled the sound bite. And through that, I, I was able to catch my breath, but it was just so funny. Again, if you ever want to have a whole hour long episode of flubs, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's, That's great. great. So we're going to take a quick break, get a word from our sponsors, and then we will be right back with Candace Aviles. We will be right back. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. 
One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Engine number nine is doing takeout and delivery. The hours are 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily, and packaged beer and wine is also available until 9 p.m. We are back! We are back! And we are back with Candice Aviles, the announcer for this show. And you also have your own show and do TV news. And we met you actually... Two years and about two years and a week or two weeks ago, we met you in April 2018 at the premiere party for your new show, Meet the Chef. Yes, I can't believe how fast time has flown by. I know. But it was so cool. You're right. You're like, oh, hey, it's St. Pete Foodies. I want to meet those guys. (laughs) We have to go to dinner. We're like, how does she know us? (laughs) Oh, don't worry. I did my social media stalking. Yeah, so what I did was, because again, remember, I moved down here not knowing anyone. And as I slowly started interviewing and doing features on restaurants, I got to know um, the restaurant scene a little bit better. But I just took to Instagram to start looking for the foodie influencers. And lo and behold, I discovered the famous St. Petersburg foodies. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to know these people. So I invited you guys to the party. And we pretty much just hit it off from there. Because if you think about it, we have a lot in common. We enjoy St. Petersburg, what it is becoming, what it was in the past, mm-hmm. how fast it's growing. We're just trying to help kind of showcase some of the gems that are hidden throughout it. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, when it, yeah. As we were saying before, when it comes to food and restaurants in St. Pete, we're very much the same, uh, with the difference being you are all video. excellent video, yeah. and we're more words and pictures and audio podcasts. Right. But we have we just actually started doing more video, and then that's when COVID nineteen happened, and so then uh, we're not doing more video right now. Got a little bit squashed, yeah. But it was but, it was nice that night because we actually said let's make dinner plans, and we actually made the dinner plans and went. You know yeah. how people always say that and they never do it. <laughs> of course we did. <laughs> yeah. There's so many times that yeah you you meet somebody at a party and like hey we had to get together and we had to yeah. do this we had to do that and it never happens. Right. This one did. No, you're right. That's actually a really good point. But I could tell you guys were genuine, you know, and, and it's always so much easier and more organic when you have, when you enjoy the same, same things, right? It's mm-hmm. like, of course, we're going to have dinner. We love food and we're going to talk about food. Like, I'm there. Let me know when. Cool. And for our listeners, I know a lot of people listen on different podcast apps, but we also have our website page right, where I do a little blog post to introduce each episode. So if you if you are listening on an app and you want to see a fun, cool picture of when we first met Candice, I have the photo from that night when we first met. It'll be on stpetersburgfoodies.com, uh, podcast episode 87. That is so awesome. I was wondering, because I, I knew we, take, we took a bunch of pictures because we had a photo- professional photographer there. And I was, I was just thinking that before this interview, I was like, I would love to find that picture again to be able to post it. But what I'll do is I'll just reshare this because you already did it. You guys. Uh-huh. Three steps ahead. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So yeah, so it was last Sunday, April 26th, a couple days ago, we would had our red carpet foodies restaurant awards, which unfortunately we had to cancel. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, I mean, I want you to do as well as possible in your career, but I'm hoping you don't get like an offer from Good Morning America before next year's Foodies Awards show. <laughs> well, I guess you could fly down don't for worry, it. Guys. Even if I do, I will fly down specifically okay. for your awesome. show. I was looking forward to that so much because again, like these chefs and everyone work so hard and it's so fun to be able to celebrate that. And that's why your award show is such a good, unique idea because it's like, you know, that, that's the beauty of a community is celebrating the, st- the small victories, the large victories, anything. And, and I love that you guys still posted on your social media who won the, top, the um, different awards because 
especially in this time when everyone's just kind of turning to social media um, for companionship if they're not connecting with others, it, it, it was just a nice uh, a breath of fresh air. Well, yeah, we had to debate. We had went back and forth on what to do and how to do it. And we still wanted to have some glamour. So we, you know, tried to do the, the video presentation, which took forever. <laughs> but it came out nice, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was, we actually, you didn't get a chance to see the space because that's when things started going backwards. But the space that we were going to have, this has a gigantic screen that's like floor to ceiling. I don't know how big, but it's like, it's like a movie screen in a movie theater. And the video presentation part of the awards was done in HD, so it would look fantastic on this gigantic screen. And my video guy and I didn't communicate that it's not going to be on a gigantic screen anymore. So it took an entire week to render all the videos because <laughs> he's doing them for super, super high def. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, is the video done yet? He's like, no, it has 65 more hours to go. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Wow. That's, that's crazy. But you know you're doing it right, right? <laughs> if it's taking that long to render. I have some more food questions for you, but I want to make sure that we get our podcast listeners over to your stuff in case they haven't seen it. So it started out as Meet the Chef. Welcome to Meet the Chef. Discover food masterpieces. Meet the chefs who create them. It evolved into a new name, which is Food for Thought. If you're on Facebook, search both of those. Search Meet the Chef, Candice Aviles, and search Food for Thought. There's content on both of those Facebook pages, excellent videos. And you will also find on YouTube, search Candice Aviles. You're totally right. I, what I like to say is, because they're kind of everywhere at this point, like they're, we have two Facebook pages, we got a bunch of Instagram pages. What we're working on now is kind of condensing a lot of that. But the best place to find the content is if you just go Candice Aviles YouTube, go to my YouTube page, and then I have four playlists, you'll find the original eight Meet the Chef episodes that are longer form, 10 minutes, really fun pieces, well shot by my photographer, Haley. They're, they're beautiful. And those are all St. Pete. Yes, exactly. Yep. Because we started off just featuring St. Pete. And then I think it's playlist, that's playlist one, I think, but playlist four, the newest one, which is Food for Thought. There, I lost my awesome photographer, Haley. So now it's just me. So the quality is uh, not as good as the original eight, but I'm working on it. And um, they're a lot shorter of episodes, right? No longer are they like five to 10 minute breathe, tell your beautiful story pieces. These are more like one minute snacks you know, hey, what's this about? Let's see some cool food, done. Um, and those we branched out to Tampa and St. Pete. So there's a lot more of those episodes, but I kind of miss doing the the longer form, really good, high quality stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to see, trying to see if I can merge those together to create a, a nice product there. I'm, I'm just going to rattle off, a f this is a few of the restaurants that Candace has done video on and interviews with the chefs and owners. Bodega, Buya, Ichikoro, Il Ritorno, Urban Brew and Barbecue, Karma Juice Bar and Eatery, Central Melt, Ceviche, Altomari Fish Bar, Craft Cafe, The Mill, Bavaro's, Plant Love, Baba, Left Bank Bistro, Noble Crust. That's not even all of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's a list, man. There's over, there's almost, I think we're almost at 75 now. It's crazy. It's cool. wild. Wow. That's wow. awesome. We're going to do the Fast Five Foodies questions with you. But before we do that, there's one thing I almost missed. And it seems to be getting a lot of viewers on Netflix. You have, I don't know if it's a cameo or not, or if you, I don't know if your name gets said in it, but you do have a clip in the documentary on Netflix, Tiger King. <laughs> Oh, man, this was the highlight of my career, Kevin. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so make it funny. that far. I tried, to, I tried to watch Tiger King, but I didn't make it to your part because I just couldn't take it. You know, I haven't even seen it, to be honest, yet. It's on a <laughs> list that I will probably not make it to. But it's so funny because, you know, once um, quarantine happened, uh, once everyone started you know, staying inside, all of a sudden I started getting all these messages from people that I, you know, friends from college kind of <laughs> years ago, like people I just hadn't talked to in years. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I've seen you in Tiger King. And I was like, Oh no, what? Uh, like what, what? Like, Oh geez. And so did, so did you not know in advance? No, I didn't know in advance. They kind of just pulled the clip. It's, it's like less than a second. So it's just <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> but it's, it's, so it's your breakout, breakout special. <laughs> I know. Right. But it's funny because when it happened, 
When we actually covered the story locally here in Florida, because our reporter, uh, Shannon Biodelete, actually interviewed Carol Baskin. And I remember as I was anchoring it, being like, what a bizarre story. Like this was, because you hear a lot of weird stuff in Florida. You have Florida man news, you have all the crazy stuff here. And uh, we like to blame it on the heat. But I... I just remember when I anchored that story specifically being like, what? <laughs> so it was, it was kind of funny <laughs> that years later it popped up in this documentary. Yeah, like when, when all this stay-at-home stuff started happening, and I'm on Facebook a little more than normal, which would be a lot, I see everybody posting about the t- Tiger King on Netflix over and over and over, and it's my own personal problem. But when I see something that like everybody's doing it and everybody's watching it, I said, I'm not watching it. If everybody's watching it, I'm not doing it. But then Lori's tried to watch it. and I, Tried as the operative did board. Did you get, what, two episodes in? <laughs> One and a half. Yeah, and then she, she bailed. So we're going to have to do some research and try to find out which episode you are in and at what point, and we'll just fast forward to that point. <laughs> okay, so I can help you out with this, you guys. A friend of mine sent me a screen grab of it paused, and the information, I think it should be on there. It was, uh, let me just pull this up. Uh, give me a hot minute. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, someone sent it with it paused, so it pulled up the show information, and it says uh, episode six, and I want to say it's like 20-something minutes in. Oh, here we go. It's 38 minutes into it. <laughs> and season one, is there only one season? I have no idea. I think idea. there's only one season, yeah. But there's still, there's they come out, like every week, they're still coming out. What I looked up online today said the last episode was last week. Oh, okay, good. Candice, are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? Yep, ready spaghetti. What's your favorite food? I love empanadas. Nice. I just cannot get enough of like Cuban food. That that My grandma made empanadas growing up. I'm Puerto Rican, but oh man, they're just so mm-hmm. good. Where's your favorite place to get an empanada around here? Around here, um, by far the best has been, and we're talking like classic empanadas, not ones that are like super fancy, um, is... 11 chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> they have great food yeah. there. Yeah, the, I mean, the quality, it's like home cooked. You it's, cool. you can taste it. Cool, yeah. And you did a video with them and the empanadas are on there. Yeah, exactly. What is your least favorite food? Um, least favorite food would be, it's so interesting because it used to be pickled things, but as I I mean, as I grew older, I love pickled stuff now. Like, I can't get enough of pickled things. So, oh, 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 I know. I cannot stand olives and capers. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> that Olives has, have been the most. I think it's number most, one now. It's our number, number one. one least favorite Yeah, food. when we asked that question, that's, that's <clears throat> definitely number one now. That's why we laughed. <laughs> okay, this one, might be, this one might be tough. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Oh man, I don't even get like a like a has to be a sp- specific type of food. Nope. Um, because there's so many. Gosh, it just, like literally, it's like I wake up and like whatever I'm feeling, I have a favorite in that specific niche. Is it something I could eat every day, or is it just like treat yourself heavy food? Whatever. Can I get that from? Yeah, let's. Oh man, this is like torture. I know. I would say. Can I do two? Sure. Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. So number one. If it's like treat yourself, heavy food, like yum, 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 it has to be 11 chicks empanadas. I could eat those for days. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel great afterwards, <laughs> but like my belly's happy. But if it's like, hey, I need that good energy food that's going to get me going and really have my brain clear and like I don't need coffee because I eat this really good type of food, mm-hmm. it's probably Karma Juice Bar and Eatery because their KSS salad, specifically that one salad, it's the kitchen salad. Oh, I should know the full name, but basically... It has like 15 ingredients, everything from lentil beans to beets to squash to artichoke. To, like, it's just awesome for you. And it gets me feeling really good and energized. Yeah, and I think that they've pretty much taken over the Bomb Avenue market space these days. Right, I think mm-hmm. so. I, yeah, I noticed that too. Which The owner of Karma, Josie Barber, I have known Josie for, oh my God, I can't even tell you how many years. I think 15. She used to own an actual gift, gift shop and clothing store downtown. Years and years and years ago before she opened Karma. Josie's awesome. Yeah. We had just gotten together when she was getting ready to cl- yeah. close up. Yeah, where the original Karma was before they had the fire. That was, was her that, second that, store. That, that, was, that, was, that was a boutique that she owned. Yes. And I actually bought a hat there. Yeah. 
And I bought and I bought Lori a purse I there. I had no idea. By the time I got here, it was already Carmine. That's awesome. But you know what? I'll say I love Josie because and what I'll say about her, she was a part of my original eight episodes, right? Eight features where I I was like combing through people and I'm like, okay, what what's a good representation of downtown St. Pete? And she was the only woman. And I just loved that because she was such a leader in her confidence and her, you know, if you have, if you ever are lucky enough to meet Josie, she's she has this energy about her. And I, I know you, this Laura, very, you know very this. well. Like, she's, she's happy. She's positive. She's so good at healing. Like there was a time at work and this was a, a rough time at work when I had actually gotten a concussion on the job. And I was, and again, I was here. I didn't have a lot of family nearby and I was just recuperating from that. It took me about a month, but I knew Josie thankfully. And I would go to karma almost every day because she, she could tell I was out of it. You know, think my brain was just clicking slower as I was trying to heal. And she was like my <laughs> mom yes. away from home. I, I tear up when I tell the story because she would walk over with um, turmeric shots, ginger shots, um, all of this stuff, just being like, here's what you need here. How are you feeling? I, Cause she could tell she mm-hmm. knew me before and after yeah. and she could just tell like, Hey, I can see you're struggling, but I'm here to help. And, and um, she just pours a lot of her love into her food. And I think that really is why it's such a success. And we're so lucky to have that here in St. Pete. It's hard to find right. places like right. that anywhere. I have two more of the Fast Five Foods questions. Oh, <laughs> sorry, honey. We got off track. Number four, salt or pepper? <laughs> I would say, oh, that is, these are, <laughs> these are very hard questions for the wannabe chef here. I, so I would say salt, but only a little bit of salt because salt, even just a little pinch can bring yes. so much mm-hmm. food to life. Whereas pepper, pe- pepper is excellent as well. But I just think, I think I would, if I had to be stuck with one mm-hmm. on an island for the rest of my yeah, life, Yeah, like salt's salt. like a must have, pepper's like a nice to have. Yes. Exactly. Yep. And can you cook? Oh man, I, I like to think I can cook. I love <laughs> cooking. I uh, I grew up in a family where my grandma, oh my gosh, she can cook with her eyes closed. Like she's amazing. My mom's amazing. I'm like a C plus right now, but <laughs> I just get the biggest kick out of it because it's, for me, it's actually really like therapeutic in a weird way, like chopping up sweet potatoes, steaming them and just whatever it is mm-hmm. I try to do. Not all of my concoctions turn out delicious, but I I do love to cook and I'm working on getting better every day. Cool. So are we. Yeah, exactly. We, we enjoyed it as well. <laughs> and I just thought of one more thing. You were over one time. You've been over a few times to do some voiceover stuff for us and some commercials. And one day you were over and we went to lunch at the Lure. And you can eat. <laughs> now, for, for our, our listeners that have not seen Candice, I don't want to get personal on how much you weigh, but you are petite. You are thin. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, don't an- you don't have to answer, but I'm thinking no. you're you're maybe getting close to a hundred pounds. <laughs> but okay, anyway, it's so funny. A lot of the viewers, or a lot of the listeners, are going to be like, "Oh my gosh, Kevin, I can't believe you brought this up." But but you guys need to know that we're all really good friends, and this is so funny that you bring this up because I get this. Again, it's a very commonly asked question in like a jokingly way. People are like, "Oh my gosh." You know, you are petite, yet you can eat three Subway sandwiches. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. I hate you. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. It's a weird thing. I don't know if it's like a, a hyperthyroid thing or I don't know if I just... What I will say, though, um, this is a little weird fact about me, but I eat really slowly, too. So, so like, I'm, I'm always the last person sitting. Yeah. I'm the last person sitting at the dinner table. I chew my food probably way too much. I just don't know why I do it. It just happens. What are you doing? Masticating. <laughs> what? Don't worry. It doesn't mean what you think. But I, um, sometimes I wonder if that's why. I don't got an answer for yet, but it's so funny because people who know me well and who are my friends and stuff, and jokingly, they ask me that all the time. And I'm like, if I had an answer, I would tell you. Yeah, you, you could be a <laughs> ringer in an eating contest. <laughs> no. I should, I should actually consider showing like an eating contest of some sort once we can get back out again. <laughs> well, this has been a blast having you on. Yes, it has. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You guys are rock stars. I love this. It was so much fun to be a part of. So everybody uh, check out Meet the Chef and Food for Thought channels on social. And you are on at 11 on Channel 10. Is it the uh, uh, 10 News Nightside? Yep, I'm on uh, 10 News Nightside. So that means um, basically I anchor the 6 p.m. and the 11 p.m. shows, but on Saturdays and Sundays. So I'm going to be your weekend anchor. And that means during the week I get to do fun food stories. So it's, it's a nice little balance. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Candice Aviles, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We will be right back. This is Ted Dorsey from the Mill Restaurants, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. With a lot of people cooking at home, I'd like to remind you that we have a recipe section on our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com, with over 50 recipes right now. And next week for our Cinco de Mayo episode, we will have our recipe creator, Abby Allen, on the show with a recipe for enchiladas. And that recipe, of course, will be on the website. And we also have some exciting news and a review piece on a new Nashville hot chicken pop-up being done by the founders of the mill. Right next to the Independent on Central Avenue, that's right at the roundabout, we have Nash's Hot Chicken brought to you by Chef Ted Dorsey and Jason Griffin. We also have a new article that discusses different ways to stack your hamburgers. You'll find all of that on stpetersburgfoodies.com. And next week on the show, we have Melissa Miller from the Dewey Beach Bar and Grill and her significant other, Chef Ross Klingman from the Vinoy. If you'd like to email us, just send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. And that's a wrap for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our sponsors. Noble Crust. Pacific Counter. Booyah Ramen. And and Engine Engine Number number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candace Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Uh, Can I ask you a question? Sure. Anything. Is... Is this chicken? Hell no. It's really impossible to turn a profit if you serve real chicken. Mm. Yeah, we use mainly bats. What? Yeah, but the the good quality kind. That's the most horrible thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? So what you gotta do is serve fried bats? Yep. Do you know what they call bats? Bats. Chicken of the cave. <laughs>